One minute, you are a newly married woman enjoying the bliss of marriage and community in a camp for internally displaced people. The next minute, you are being seized by members of the Boko Haram terror group alongside 12 other women. By the time you escape two years later, it is with a terrorist child in your belly. Will your husband accept you back with the baby? Is he even waiting for you? You know women whose husbands left to them because they were raped by terrorists. What will be your own fate? You are terrified as you make your way back to the village. Welcome to Vestiges of Violence. Here, we talk about survivors. For Human Angle, I am Saviga. Hawa Pagana is 25 years old. She was newly married when, one day, she went into the forest in search of firewood. She had been displaced years before by the Boko Haram insurgency. Because of their proximity to the forest area, firewood gathering was the easiest form of getting money for many of the women in the camp. That day, she joined 12 other women and one man in cutting. Suddenly, they were surrounded by heavily armed men. Some of the women tried to run away, leading the men to say that if they tried to escape, they would be shot dead. They grabbed the man amongst the women. They dug a hole in the ground, then lay him down and put a knife to his throat. Afterwards, they rubbed the blood on their hands, showing them to the women then explained that if any of the women tried to escape, she would be met with the same fate. The women were then marched into the forest and locked up. Those days were terrifying. Hawa remembers that every night, the men would come into their room, pick two women, and go into the night with them to rape them. It happened to her so many times that when she was asked about it, she scoffed. Even when they were marching us into the forest before we arrived, they would stop on the way to rape us. I wish I could tell you that the man who was slaughtered at the point of abduction was the first and last time Hawa witnessed life leaving a human body. But it wasn't. During captivity, one woman tried to escape. Unfortunately, she was caught and brought back to the camp. That night, they assembled all the women to watch as they dug a hole in the ground and lay the woman down, her neck facing the hole. They made us watch. If we tried to look away, they threatened to kill us too. They wanted us to watch and told us again that if we tried to escape, the same thing would be done to us. It was terrifying, but when Hawa realized about a year into captivity that she had fallen pregnant due to the constant sexual violence, she made the decision to attempt an escape. When she made it to Mafa that day, she went straight to her parents' house. They sent word to her husband, who was living in an IDP camp in Meduguri, the capital city. Her husband, Shetini, hurried down to Mafa to bring her home. 
Shetine is currently away in Lagos, eking out a living. He is a commercial motorcycle rider there. Every month, he sends the little money he's able to make home. Shetine is a hard worker, neighbors say. We spoke to him on the phone. He says when he arrived Hawa's place in Mafa, she was not as receptive as he had hoped. She kept turning away from me and not responding to me. I even bought some soap and supplies for her, but she did not even look at it. It was the people who were around that started explaining to me that she had returned with pregnancy. And I said, how is that a problem? If she does not love me anymore, she can just say that. But otherwise, I don't see a problem. It was Allah that brought us together. I work in Lagos. I've seen all kinds of things here. I've even seen women kill their husbands. When the baby was born, Shetine was at loss on how to proceed, however. Should he hold a naming ceremony in celebration? Or should life just continue as it was? He said, this is a terrorist's child. Do we hold a naming ceremony for her? I reminded him that this happened in the first place because I had gone looking for firewood to sell in order to feed us. He went to the Gomboru market, bought food items and biscuits, and we celebrated her birth and named her. He has been caring for her the same way one would care for one's own biological child. After I gave birth to her, he cared for me too and bought me supplies. Shetine continues to eke out a living in Lagos and sends money to his family as often as he can. And Hawa is happy to be back home with the people she knows and loves, even if that home is an IDP camp. Her story is one of tragedy and injustice, but it is also about hope and the possibilities of renewal. This story was reported and scripted by Hawa Shafi Nuhu, hosted by Sabi Gabello, edited Mixed and mastered by Anthony Asamuta. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. In order to protect the identities of survivors, we use voice actors for this episode. If you or anyone you know have a story to share on vestiges of violence, do not hesitate to get in touch with us.